Martinez, thank you for that carrier update. It's time now to check in with our Tuesday community segments. We've got Mary O'Connell here talking all things things 3PL. Mary, thanks for joining us this morning. Anytime, guys. You know, there's no place I'd rather be on a Tuesday morning. No place that we'd rather be as well talking to you. you got an interesting subject here coming up, talking about carbon footprints in California. And uh, give us a little bit of an overview of what Gavin Newsom is looking at when talking about carbon, carbon footprints, especially for large companies. Yeah, so basically this week we t- we really kind of dove into what that new regulation in California is going to look like and kind of, you know, how if you're a 3PL help, helping large shippers, um, how you can kind of be at a, as an advantage. Um, so the basically the new regulation came out that said any large shipper, um, I don't specifically know the exact requirements, I'm sure it's, I think it's, you have to earn a billion dollars or something. Um, I might be wrong on that, so don't quote me on that. But the um, if you are a large shipper, you have to now disclose your scope three emissions. It doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, someone's coming after you that they're tracking it. They just want it disclosed. Kind of like, you know, in your financial quarterly reports, you have to disclose your financials. That's all that they're asking people to do for their carbon emissions. But they have also, they've gone all the way up from scope one, two, and now three. So I know that the SEC is still kind of waiting or they haven't really released how they would like it disclosed, how they would like scope one and two disclosed. Um, But California has gone ahead and said, you're going to need to disclose all of them all the way up through scope three. So that's all that the regulation is saying is just that, hey, now's the time you need to disclose your carbon emissions. So at this point in time, it can be kind of tricky to get a true handle on your scope three emissions, especially if you're someone who doesn't have the best visibility into their supply chain. If you're a shipper and you have manufacturing practices, maybe they're scattered across the globe. Maybe you've got some going on in Mexico, some going on in China, some going on in Vietnam. It can be really difficult if you don't have a full pulse on every single piece of your manufacturing process to truly understand those scope three emissions. A lot of that relies on technology. So what type of technology options are out there for folks who are now looking to work at this type of disclosure? And it's not just for shippers, right? Your 3PLs also have to make this type of disclosure as well, which adds yet another layer. Yes, it absolutely does add more layers and it makes it a little bit more complicated because then you're like, well, if I'm disclosing my scope three for using this carrier and that carrier has already included it in their scope one and two, like how do we know that we're not overlapping? And that's just some stuff that, you know, since this is something that is so early on in its stages, we're going to have some duplicate reporting and it's just going to, it's going to be okay. You know, it's going to be okay. It's not the end of the world. As we kind of iron out some of these processes and get everyone on board, that's when some more things will come down that maybe you know, your emissions won't be so bad because, you know, you don't have to count scope three if they've already counted scope one and two or something like that. So that's something that we get to look forward to as this progresses. But when it comes to the technology aspect behind it, it's absolutely crucial and vital because you don't want to get out of pen and paper and go around and ask everyone, how much fuel did you use this week? Um, you know, how, like, how much the trash did you generate this week? How much was our electricity bill? Something like that. That's, that's not reasonable. That's not practical at all. So you want to have technology there. Not only that, um, because it's, um, because, you know, you have to, kind of miss some people don't have anything in place for this so building a system 
from something that already is from technology that is, you know, designed for this is absolutely crucial because you don't want to have to sit there and, you know, rebuild the wheel. You just want to kind of steal the wheel from your neighbor next door and put it on your car. Let's back up just a little bit for people that don't necessarily know or maybe haven't caught up with this as well. What are what is scope one and scope two versus scope three emissions? And then as well at the same time, uh, what challenges are companies having in trying to comply with this and being uh, okay with the legislation that, uh, and certainly in California, that Governor Newsom has put together? So scope one and two are emissions that your business directly creates. So that's going to be like your electricity bill. Um, if you're a carrier, your fuel consumption, you know, the miles on the road, all those carbon emissions from trucks. Um, if you're a 3PL with warehousing, it's going to be, you know, your warehouse vehicles, whether that's your forklifts, your yard jockeys, you name it. Um, it's going to be things that you can directly control that, you know, happen in the cost of you doing business. Some people call them direct emissions. So um, that is going to be scope one and two, and those are going to be your direct emissions, things that your business directly creates as a result of, you know, the cost of doing business. These are the emissions that you create. Scope three are going to be those indirect emissions. So most commonly for 3PLs and freight brokers, it's going to be the carriers, uh, you know, the carriers output or their carbon emissions from their trucks when they run loads that you specifically book them on. Um those are the kind of the type of scope three ones, the indirect things that because you hired someone to do a service for you, they're kind of, um, they're like their emissions. It gets real hairy real quick, but that's, that's the easiest, most kind of best example, just without getting too far down the rabbit hole is things that you indirectly cause. So, that is why um, scope one and two are typically much easier because that's something that you can get your hands around and you can say, okay, I know exactly how much energy we use across the all plants. I know, you know, I kind of know what we're looking at when it's just your business. And that's a great place to start. I'm not saying that you have to be completely perfect and have everything ready to go tomorrow starting with scope one and two is going to be so much easier. And that's going to give you a good like a good benchmark to say, this is something that we know we can control. And this is something that we can improve on year over year or month over month or whatever. That's where you're going to want to set the biggest part of your goals. Scope three is going to be tricky and it's going to be incorrectly reported for a while. And that's okay. It's okay. You don't have to, you're trying your best. That's all you can ask. So it's really just about making little improvements every day. You don't the thing with EA, the same thing with sustainability initiatives is you don't have to be perfect overnight. You just have to be a little bit better every day. So, of course, for 3PLs, their biggest reporting, especially in California, is going to come from a shift from those emissions vehicles to year zero emission vehicles, which are things that are also being legislated in as necessity going starting in 2024, of course, with the advanced clean fleets rule. So with this, is there going to have to be a now shift in the 3PLs reporting, of course, any freight that they book? in California versus any freight that they book out of California that moves into California? Is that going to be something where that hard line is going to be very difficult to draw? Because of course, commerce is interstate. It's going to be difficult to track that just because you go over the border of California, then you have to report those emissions. I think technically as the legislation is written, 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 written now, um, is that I think only shippers who are based in California have to do this. So if you're driving into California um, as a 3PL or another shipper, I don't think that that's going to be, I don't think you should disclose all the emissions that you put out in California. However, it would not be a bad idea to start 
if you have nothing, if you have absolutely zero, if you have nothing, you're like, never reported an emission in my life. I would maybe just start. Just start with one and two. Um, just just give it, give it a whirl. Um, because more often than not, we've seen this throughout countless pieces of legislation. Um, it starts in California and then slowly other states start to adopt it. And then naturally everyone kind of has to deal with it. So it's, it's coming whether you want to deal with it or not. And there have been some large shippers that have straight up told people to their faces that they don't believe that this is real. And this is something that everybody's wasting their time on. And for that, I am very sorry for them because they are going to be in a very difficult position for the future. And that is not something that's going to be helpful for them to survive strategically. So if you haven't, if you have nothing, maybe just like, maybe just do some Googling, figure out what you can. And it's really, it gets scary, but don't worry. There are a ton of people who have the resources, the tools out to help you and just give them a call. More often than not, they're happy just to chat and you don't, you don't have to necessarily buy their services, but just start, you know, just start a little bit. And if you don't have a recycling bin in your office, maybe today's the day that you get one. Now, the future is certainly coming and got to be ready for it there as well. Mary, I obviously you've got the show coming up later today and the newsletter. Can you tell us a little bit of how to access those? Yeah, just keep watching FreightWave uh, here on YouTube and you'll come across the show at uh, 12.30 Eastern. And then if you're if that's not enough, just hang around around 2 o'clock. There's a newsletter coming in hot here in Box. All right, Mary, thank you for joining us. We'll catch you on the show later on this afternoon. Right now, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back right after this. 